Welcome to House of Whimsical Terror. I'm Esther Mary, and we're coming to you from Tucson, Arizona. We're telling real stories of the fantastic. All of our stories are true or told to us as true. Occasionally, we alter names to protect privacy. Places for the same reason. Today's story is... The Lone Star Stranger. Lone Star Stranger. And we have our wonderful Texan with us, MJ. And she's going to tell a story, a, a wonderful classic story from her childhood. We're very excited about you as a guest, we are MJ. We're super excited. Oh, I'm excited to be here. It's like, yeah. Woo-hoo. It's like Texas week. Yeah. Well, I know. Mm. <laughs> what can we say? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So All right. Y'all ready? We're ready. All right. So to kind of give the story some context, um, I grew up in a small town in Texas, Coppell, Texas, okay. which now is not a small town anymore, but it mm-hmm. used to be. Um, maybe 2,000 people. Oh, real small. So That's pretty small. it's important to the story to know that everybody knew everybody. And if you didn't know them, like, that, you knew their kin. So you know they belong there and where they were from and who their people were and, you know, who should be where and all that kind of stuff. All right. It's important to the story. So um, I was in high school, and wintertime, it could have been early spring. I just remember it was cold outside. Okay. It's important to the story. And um, to go to movies, you had to drive to another town. You drove Dallas or you drove, you know, you went somewhere else because – my senior year, we got a blinking light and a Dairy Queen, and that was a big deal. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, oh. <laughs> right. a small town win. Um, so my friend um, and I had gone to the movies uh, in Dallas, and we were coming home, and it dark outside, and it was cold. So high school kids that we are, we're like 16, 17, because I had my driver's license, and I had my big brown Chevy truck. So All right. the windows are cranked up. The heater is cranked up because it's cold. And we're driving back from the movies and we're, you know, going down a county road. Now, parallel to the county road, the railroad tracks, like any small Texas town. Mm-hmm. you got to have a railroad track running through it. Uh, exactly. I um, visualize this. <laughs> yeah. And we're out there. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's not a house for two or three miles. There's nothing. There's the railroad tracks. There's us. There's no lights. There's no... Yeah, there's a big old bar ditch on both sides of the road for when it, you know, floods and the water gets high. Um, And we're tootling along, and we are just singing at the top of our lungs badly, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) And I'll never forget, because it was Hotel California. Of course. Okay, by the Eagles. And we're just, oh, we're singing. But, again, it's important. The windows are rolled up. The radio's cranked. Where's that? And comes the Mm -hmm. turnoff off the county road to get to her house and you had to cross the railroad tracks to get there. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to make the turn and in the field on the other side of the railroad tracks, there was one big light on a telephone pole. Okay. That, and it's in the middle of this field and it's wow. so the county, when they maintain the road and all the stuff, cause the railroad tracks are there, there's no arm that comes down. There's no flashing light. There's you got to take care of yourself. You know, Nobody's, look both ways people, yeah. before you cross the tracks. And so I turn off, and we start down this road, and it was like dipped down to where the railroad tracks were. And my friend goes, 
who is that? And we, and she points. And so I took my foot off the gas. Right. Because I'm like, you're from a small town. If somebody's out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night, you know them and you're going to stop and help them. And if right. you don't know them, you're going to the closest house to tell somebody that there's somebody out there in the middle of the night. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And so I took my foot off the gas and I'm looking and we're both looking at this man standing under the light by this telephone pole in the middle of the field. In the cold. In the cold. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's cold. It kind of been raining off and on. You know, everything was kind of soggy that time of year. And so I take my foot off the gas, and we're both looking forward, and a train just hauled in front of us. I jammed my foot on the brake. She grabbed the emergency brake and pulled it. That train missed us by a frog hair. Whoa. I am not kidding. There was less than a foot. And we're in that truck. And it was a long old, you know, regular old cargo train. You know, so the truck is just rocking from the wind, buffeting off the train. And we're watching this go by, just sitting there with our mouths wide open and our hearts in our throat going, Yeah. Whoa. And so the train passes and we both kind of like, you know. Still got my foot jammed on the brake. Never put it, never changed gears. Never put it in park. Uh huh. Um, cause there wasn't time. Right, right. And so I take my foot off the brake and we roll forward looking both ways this time uh-huh. before it, with the radio off. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. So you could hear, we could not hear that train. And for some reason, the front light was out. You always have that big, bright light on the uh-huh. Oh, right. The caboose lights were working. All the running lights were working. But, but that front light was not wow. for some reason. And so we roll across the tracks. And then I put the truck in park. And I looked at her. And she looked at me. And I went, where'd he go? Because, well, again, we're two miles from anybody's house. Right. It's in the middle of a field. About a half mile behind this field is where... The woods start, you know, there's creeks and vines and it's dense and, you know, uh-huh. you don't just go strolling through. And from the time it took that train to pass, there's no way he could have made it into the woods. Interesting. It's too far away. And it's, there's nothing there. And so we pull the truck forward and we pull off on the side and we get out with flashlights and stuff. And, uh, you know, we're hollering for him, you know, are you okay? Or, you know, that, oh. And we walk over to where this post is in the middle of the field. And we look around. None of the grass and weeds are disturbed. So no footprints. There were no footprints because the ground was soft. There were no footprints. None of the grass was disturbed. Nothing. And both of us just, like, you talk about getting goosebumps. Uh We ran back. (laughs) (laughs) I drove her the rest of the way home. Her daddy happened to be the chief of police in our small town. Oh, wow. So we tell him, we're like going, this is what happened to us. Uh So he loads us into his, you know, police car and, you know, with the big spot and everything. And we go out there and he's looking around and still nothing. He couldn't find anything either. And we're all Mm. looking around and we're just sitting there. He loaded us both back up in the police car and he didn't say anything for a second. And before he put his car into gear, he just turned around and looked at us, and he said, God was with y'all tonight. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. He goes, if you hadn't seen that fella standing there, 
we, this would be a whole different thing I'm coming to look at. Whoa. It was not your time. Mm. Fascinating. I was just so... That's my, that's my, that is amazing. That's my lone stranger is, tale. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, you know, I mean, there's no, there's no other explanation. And we both saw him. Yeah. Just plain as right. day standing there. You know. That but, gave me the shivers. Yeah. It still gives me that. today. I still, mm-hmm. whoa. Yeah. And I'll never forget seeing that train about to kiss the truck. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, and your friends, a uh, quick, quick thought to pull the yeah. parking mm-hmm. brake and you, know. you, you know, it's yeah, like, jamming on the, that's amazing. And it makes me wonder, I always think of, you know, our own ancestors kind of showing up and helping mm-hmm. us out when we need it. I wonder if he yeah. was connected to you or your friend. I, you know, I, I don't know. Cause it, like say, it wasn't, neither of us recognized him mm-hmm. and he was far enough away that you couldn't see like distinct features you know mm-hmm. but you could yeah. tell it was a man you could tell he was tall you could tell you know what but, was what was, uh, what was his dress like his clothing did it seem contemporary uh, to yeah I mean it was just you know and like I say it was cold enough that I, you know he had a jacket on but yeah I mean just like any small town guy you know nothing stood out to us I guess yeah, I should say yeah. I don't remember distinctly but if it hadn't have been like you know Wranglers and Boots and you know, a pearl button shirt, (laughs) we would have gone, who is that guy? Yeah, (laughs) you know, it would have stuck out, but that was just enough to be a gift. Yeah. Enough to say, okay, Mm -hmm. guardian angel, I don't know, it's like, look over here, Yeah, Y'all have more stuff to do tonight, it's not your night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow, what a wonderful it's, it's story. such a great story. Such a wonderful story. Memji, thank you so much for yeah. sharing that story with us. Yes, thank you. That's thank you. Just heartwarming. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's scary, but it is. Well, and I can yeah, still, to this day, I can still see him standing under that, you know, how the light kind of halos it, you yeah. know, in the, especially in the wintertime, in the middle of this field. Whoa. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And to be able to think back to that, you know, because there are those moments in our lives that are just, they, they make us hold our breath. Yeah. You know, they make you catch your breath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's true. And, uh, being able to remember that instant. And the gift of, you know, of, all those years and still going. You yeah. Know, right. Yeah. There's no yeah. way we would have survived that. Yeah. No, 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 none whatsoever. I mean, it's just like, and I think that's part of like, you know, some, some things like that, whether you call it a spirit or a ghost or a vision, you know, there, there are some that are just meant to help you and some that maybe aren't so warm and fuzzy or friendly. Right. right, right. right? But, um, that one definitely was there to help you in some way, it seems. How magnificent. Yeah. What a wonderful. It was amazing. Wonderful story. MJ, we would love to have you back as a guest. I know you have some other stories for us. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, folks can look forward to a future uh, story as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Those Texas storytellers, too. I like, (laughs) did you say frog's hair? We, we love to make fun of Texas, but some of our best friends are from Texas. Apparently, quite a few. Quite a few. We grow on you, kind of like yeah. you know moss. Uh, <laughs> we like that. 
<laughs> well, we want to thank you again. And thank you to all of our housemates and listeners out there. Thank you so much for joining us. Please come back and listen to more stories and share. And for now, so long, good friends. Until next time, when we meet, back at the house.